0: Good morning church family and guests. Thank you. That was great. So uh, if I haven't met you yet, I'm Pastor Scott and it's my uh, privilege to uh, lead us into a time into God's Word, the Bible, and we are beginning a new series on hospitality and I have really, really been looking forward to this Uh, and some of you might might be wondering like why. Uh, maybe you're thinking, really? Hospitality. Give me a break. What are, what are we going to be talking about? How to set tables and do flower arrangements and uh, recipes and stuff? Uh, why don't we deal with something important like, oh, I don't know, learning more about God and uh, faith in Jesus and winning people to Him and and helping them get connected to Uh, His people into mission and being filled with the Spirit, doing the will of God. Why why don't we do something important like that? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Because uh, that's exactly why we're going to spend time focusing on hospitality. Because true, genuine, biblical hospitality connects to all of those things. Uh, It turns out God has quite a bit to say about hospitality, as we're going to see over the next several weeks. And personally, just a little personal note, I have just recently come to understand that it's a much bigger deal than uh, maybe I was prone to thinking. Uh, Karen and I were recently down in Southern California spending time with family and her parents' church, uh, began a series on hospitality, and I kind of reacted maybe the way some of you are, kind of like, really? What's up, Pastor John? Did you run out of serious things to talk about? <laughs> but you know, God used that series to deliver to the side of my head a nice big spiritual two-by-four. I don't know if you've ever had that experience, but it, God can get your attention. And, and, I, and I realized, well, yeah, yeah. This is huge. Hospitality is a, is a big deal. And you know what else it is? It's a big opportunity. It's a big opportunity for fulfilling the mission Jesus has given us. And uh, you know, as I thought about later, I thought, well, duh, you know if you had asked me, "Hey, is, is hospitality important?" I would have said, "Well, of course, yeah, sure. The Bible talks a lot about it. I, I can show you the verses. I could even look up and show you the Greek words for hospitality. How about that? Yeah. (laughs) Woo. Um, Here's the thing, though, about so many things that we believe, okay, that we, we genuinely believe them, saying we believe them, affirming that we believe them is one thing. But it's how we actually live that shows how deeply we embrace those beliefs. And so the question for for all of us really is, how deeply do we believe that hospitality, that our hospitality as individuals, as families, as a church family, how deeply do we believe that that really is a big deal to God? Interestingly enough, we, we just recently had an outside consultant do some poking around, looking under the hood around here, uh, just to see how healthy we are as a church, give us some advice on pursuing our mission moving forward, and he had a lot, he found a lot of really encouraging, positive things. It was, uh, it was encouraging. Two areas, though, where he said we need to grow as a church family are in the areas of reaching out to people who don't know Jesus yet and then helping those outside the family come inside the family. And both of those things connect to hospitality. And so I've just become more and more deeply convinced that God wants to bring about in us a healthier, stronger culture of hospitality that this just becomes more and more and more a part of of who we are so that we do a better job of reaching out and helping people get connected to God and his family now i'm trying really hard not to get on my ahead of myself here because i, I really want to just launch and uh, and talk about why biblical hospitality is so important but i'm i'm saving that for a future message but just the short answer is found right right in the title of our series, Hospitality, a Warm Welcome into God's Family. That's what biblical hospitality is, welcoming people into God's family. When we engage, when we engage, when we practice genuine biblical hospitality, we are demonstrating, we are showing in a very Practical, very tangible, very powerful way. Those of us who know Jesus, those of us who have entered into a relationship with Him by faith in the gospel, when we demonstrate hospitality, we are demonstrating in a very practical way what God has done for us in Jesus. When we were outsiders, when we were strangers, when we were alienated from Him, He reached out to us, this is the gospel, and in Jesus Christ brought us inside his family. It is a very powerful thing. So we're going to see what God has to say about it, (laughs) and we're going to do more than talk about it. So at the end of the message today, I'm just going to let you know where I'm going, Uh, we're going to pass out this little brochure, and everybody's going to get one, one per household. And it's called, Everyone Host One totally ripped this off from the church in Glendora. Thanks, Pastor John. uh, But that title, Everyone Hosts One, that explains, that's the challenge that we're presenting. That basically every one of you who considers yourself, that, that Philida Bible Church is basically your church, your church family, the challenge is for every one of us to have somebody in our home over the next several weeks, somebody in her home who's never been there before for a meal or dessert. Now, I know as soon as I said that, some of you thought to yourself, oh, yeah, all right, that's going to be fun. I can't wait. Bring it on. And then I know there are others of you who started to panic. You started to sweat, you feel a little lightheaded right now, and you're starting to list in your head all of the reasons why you can't possibly do that, okay? If that's you, take a deep breath and just slow down, okay, we're going to talk about some of the objections you probably have, that you're probably thinking of as we go on, I just want to encourage you, you know, if you want to wait until all four messages are done before pulling the trigger, okay, that's okay. <laughs> but don't say no now. Don't decide you can't do this now. Okay, I know, I know. <laughs> some of you are major introverts, and some of you think, you know, oh, I'm a lousy cook, my home is too small. It's it's too ugly, it's too old, my kids are too crazy, and this just feels way too awkward, way too scary. Okay, I get it. Now in this message, uh, one of the things I want to deal with is a big misunderstanding about hospitality that I think makes us prone to think like that. So we're going to look at that. And there are going to be things in this booklet that'll help. So read it, you know. Um, So it's not quite so scary. But at this point, here's what I'm asking. I'm asking that you simply be open. You listen to what God would have to say to you and be open to what he would have you do. Okay? Because I'm telling you, I am confident. I am confident that God has major blessings in store for everyone who, who does this. Okay? Who step out in faith. So... Uh, uh, one more thing I should talk about before we go on. I just want to say a word to you guys, because some of you guys may be thinking, well, I can tell already this series isn't for me. I mean, you look at the graphic and you say, hey, all right, flowers, pretty. And the type the type font, well, that's really pretty, too. Um and frankly, the sign looks like something on my wife's Pinterest page. <laughs> I don't think this is for me. Okay, you know, I almost I almost didn't use this graphic because because I thought some guys might think like that, but I want you to I, I was thinking that, and then I looked at it, and then I noticed something about this sign. Okay, Did you see it? Do you see what's holding that jar? to that board. Do you know what that is? That's a hose clamp. That is a manly hose clamp. Now, I'm sure I'm sure there are plenty of women who know how to use a hose clamp. I'm sure there are men who don't. But my point is, hose clamps are not pretty. I think this sign was a joint project between a woman and a man. I think she got the flowers, she painted the sign, she got the jar, and she said, how in the world am I going to attach this jar to this sign? And her husband said, I got just the thing. Check out this hose clamp. I think that is a perfect illustration of of what true hospitality is. It's for everybody because everybody has a contribution they can make. So if you're married, it's something you can do with your spouse. If you have kids at home, it's something they can help with. If you're not married, It's still something you can do, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, whether you're younger, whether you're older. Hospitality is not just for women, as if men don't need to bother. It's not just for uh, people with big houses, as if if you live in an apartment, you know, you can't do it. And it's not just for great cooks who have all the fancy plates and everything, as if a take-and-bake pizza isn't good enough okay? Hospitality. Genuine biblical hospitality is for everybody. And I want to show you a few places where the Bible says that. Okay, so first place, if you've got your uh, note sheet, you want to pull that out. 1 Timothy chapter 3. In 1 Timothy 3, the Apostle Paul is giving qualifications for the men who serve the church as spiritual shepherds as leaders. Bible calls them overseers or elders. And in verse 2 he says, therefore an overseer must be and he mentions several things and then he says hospitable. An overseer must be hospitable. Now in that same passage it talks about him being above reproach, husband of one wife, that means a one woman man, he's faithful. Sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, able to teach. Okay, so if it's important, if it's important that elders be godly men who love their wives, who know the Bible, who can teach it to others, who are men of good character, it's also important that they be hospitable. These are men. Men who lead. Men who set the example. And, and of course, these qualifications to be you known, this is not just something like if you're not an elder, you say, well, I don't have to worry about that. No, these are basically qualities then of mature godly manhood. That's what they are. And one of them is being hospitable. Now you get down to First Timothy 5, same book, fifth chapter, Paul talks here about women. And specifically, he's talking about widows. Who qualify to be financially helped out by the church? They had some kind of program like that. And one of the qualifications, it says, if she has shown hospitality. So now, here it's held up as a quality of mature womanhood, this practice of hospitality, making a habit of it. Now look at Hebrews 13. This is, the author of Hebrews is speaking to all Christians. He's not talking here just to leaders. And he's not talking just to men or to women. He's talking to all of them, all Christians. And he says this in verse 2, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares, or angels without knowing it. One more, 1 Peter 4.9 nine. Here, Peter is addressing all believers in Jesus, and he says, Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. I think we're going to look at that verse again in a future message. What's what's that without grumbling part? All right, so here's the question Who is hospitality for? Who is it for? Now, there's two senses in which you can understand that question. The first question would be in the sense of who, uh, whose job is it? So who is hospitality for? Whose job is it? So, One more click. There we go. And the answer is, according to what we've just read, the answer is, well, it's for everybody who belongs to Jesus Christ. Everybody who has put their faith in Jesus, said yes to him, received him into their lives, and is now one of his followers, hospitality is the job of every Christian. It's pretty clear. Every follower of Jesus has this responsibility, and every follower of Jesus has this opportunity. But now there's another way to ask this question. Okay, you can ask, who is hospitality for in another sense? And you can ask it this way, well, who needs it? Not whose responsibility it is, but who needs it? Who's, who To whom should we be offering it? To whom should we be extending it if we're believers in Jesus? And we saw two different answers in those uh, last two verses. Hebrews 13:2 says, "Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers." So strangers, who are they? Those are outsiders. Those are people you don't already know. Those are people outside the family. Very likely that includes people who don't know Jesus. Or you don't know if they do or not because you don't know them. They're strangers. They're out, outside the family. And these are people who need who need to experience a warm welcome that communicates God's heart to them so that they can know in a very practical, tangible way that, that God wants them in his family. So people outside the family. And then 1 Peter 4.9, that was the second verse that we saw, or the last part there. It says, "...show hospitality to one another uh, without grumbling." Now we're talking one another. He's talking to Christians. Show, extend hospitality to one another. These are fellow believers. These are people inside the family. They also need to feel welcome in our homes. This is that cultivation of community as believers. So there you go. Who's hospitality for? Well, in terms of whose job it is, it's the job of every believer. Who needs it? People outside the family, people inside the family. It's pretty broad, isn't it? It's a big deal. Now, I want to move on, and I want to address, I said I would do this, a common misunderstanding about hospitality that I think keeps maybe a fair number of people from actually doing it, okay? Here it is. Here's the misunderstanding. It's thinking that hospitality means entertaining. Hospitality means entertaining. That's a misunderstanding. And what am I talking about? Well, there's probably more than one way to define entertaining, okay? Okay but I want to explain how I'm using it here in contrast to hospitality, because it's a different animal. By by, uh, entertaining, I mean this. Inviting people to a well-organized, well-executed social event that includes usually a fabulous meal, Beautiful decorations in a spotless, up-to-date house with an impeccably furnished dining room complete with well-groomed, well-behaved children. I might exaggerate a little bit, but but here's the thing. if If what you think hospitality is is anything close to that, then many of you aren't going to do it. Because you're going to say, I I can't pull that off. I just can't pull that off. I don't live in a big house, I don't have all these impeccable furnishings. Uh, My kids, well, they're entertaining, but it's a different sense, okay? (laughs) And so you just feel like, well, I can't do this. That's not biblical hospitality. That's not biblical hospitality, and to help us see the difference, we're going to look at a passage that may be familiar to many of you, but it's a story of, of uh, two sisters who were good friends with Jesus, and about a day when he came to their home. So this is Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42, Luke ten thirty-eight. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care? Do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her, then, to help me. By the way, just a little aside. If you're calling Jesus Lord and in the same breath telling him what to do, (laughs) usually there's a problem. But the Lord answered her. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Now, I know every time I talk on this passage, there are always those within us who feel a little righteous indignation. You know, the Marthas in our midst want to rise up and defend Martha. And we're thinking, well, somebody had to cook. We can't all just sit in front of the TV and watch football. Somebody's got to be in the kitchen. Okay, let's not read our personal family Thanksgiving dramas back into the story, okay? (laughs) Jesus is not picking on Martha. He really isn't. He is responding to her in love. And despite what she says, he does care about her. You know what? He wants her to be happy. He wants her to be happy, and he's telling her how. The issue is, there's a problem here, and it's not the problem Martha thinks it is. Martha thinks the problem is that Mary's out slacking off while she's having to do all the work. That's not the problem. The problem is, Martha's got an entertaining mindset. And Mary's got a hospitality mindset. See, there's a different definition of success when we're after hospitality versus entertaining. Entertaining, success means pulling off a wonderful event. Everything's got to look amazing and and taste amazing. And the guests are going to be leaving impressed with just how great it all was. But with hospitality... Success means extending a warm welcome. The focus isn't on getting all the details just right. The focus is on paying attention to the guests, listening to them, getting to know them better. The goal the goal is not for them to be impressed. It's, it, for them to feel impressed, that's not the goal. The goal is for them to feel wanted. What was Martha anxious and troubled about? What was she all anxious about? I'm guessing she basically wasn't anxious about Jesus and you know thinking he's going to starve to death, or or uh, you know she's not worrying about him feeling ignored. She's not worrying about not paying enough attention to him. In other words, her concerns are not mainly about her guest. Why do I say that? Why do I say her concerns aren't mainly about her guests? Because she accuses Jesus of not caring about her. Now, I'm confident Martha knows better. Okay? She's a good woman. She loves the Lord. I know she knows better, but at this moment, that's how she feels. And why does she feel that way? Because she's got her focus on the wrong thing. She's trying to be successful at entertaining Now, if you'd asked her, she probably said, well, I'm doing it all for Jesus. But her anxiety and her critical comments reveal otherwise. She's more concerned with her performance than she is with making Jesus feel welcome and loved and appreciated. And that is the primary difference. Say, what's the difference between Entertaining and hospitality, this is the primary difference. Entertaining is mainly performance-centered. It's about having everything go just right and look just right and taste just right. It's, it's about your performance, about you hosting a great event. But hospitality, on the other hand, is mainly guest-centered, Having them feel welcome, having them feel appreciated, having them feel cared for. Now, okay, obviously that doesn't mean we can ignore all the details. The food has to be edible, okay? (laughs) But, but, the fact is, you can make guests feel very welcome with a simple meal at a simple table in a simple place your home. Pizza on a card table works if, if you will simply give your guests your genuine attention. I want you to just, for just a second, think about any objections you might have, anything you can think of, why hosting somebody in your home for a meal or dessert, why that just, you know, what are your objections to that? By the way, let me just say this. If having a meal just feels like too much of a stretch, you know, a carton of ice cream and a few toppings for Sundays? It's not that tough, okay? But think of your objections here for a minute and kind of list them, whatever they are. I'm too busy. My place is too small. It's too ugly. The carpet's too old. Too stained. I'm too shy. I don't know what to make. I'm not a good cook. It's too much work. Okay. Now ask yourself, which of those concerns come from being concerned about your guests, mainly. People need your hospitality. People need your hospitality. They don't need you to be an expert in entertaining. They really don't. See, if our first priority is to make others feel welcome, and if we realize it's not about how incredible the food is or how perfect the decorations are or how amazing the home is, if it's simply about genuinely caring for people, we can do this. You are a sweet bunch of people. I love you. I, I love this church family. And I know that in Jesus... Some of you are already great at this, but some of us struggle because we're all hung up on entertaining. We don't have to be. Extending a warm welcome. In Jesus, we can all do this. You can do this. You may have some real fears of inadequacy about having people in your home. Oh my gosh, what are they going to think? Look at this place. if you really care about them, if you show interest in them. Here's another thing to think about, too. You know, if you do too good of a job of entertaining, that tends to um, discourage people from doing it themselves if they feel like they can't match it. Holy cow, my house doesn't look like this. I can't do table settings like that. I can't cook like that. I guess hospitality's not for me. Let's just dial it back a little bit and see we can do this if we'll just focus on caring about people. We can do this. Jesus will help you overcome whatever feelings of inadequacy you have. He loves it when we do stuff that we're afraid to do, but we do it anyway, relying on him because he told us to do it. He loves it when we do that. He will bless us for doing that. Okay. So I'm going to invite our, uh, what do you call these guys, passer-outers to uh, pass out the little brochure now. So one per household, everybody gets one. And then uh, you're just going to look at this, and on the front it talks about why and what we're talking about, and then inside there's uh, tips for hosts. And tips for guests. Yeah, that's another part of this. It's not, we don't want to just be good hosts, we need to be good guests, too. There's a little cartoon for your enjoyment. And then on the back, on the back are some uh, conversational helps. Because sometimes that's one of the things we worry about, is like, "Ah, I don't know what to talk about, I'm not very outgoing or whatever. You know, it's funny, usually if you just kind of ask people about themselves... Most people like to talk about themselves. But anyway, there you go. All right, so we'll be, we'll be working on this for the next several weeks and uh, asking God to help us just develop more of a culture of hospitality. And those of you who do an awesome job, keep it up and help the rest of us. And let's pray and encourage one another. All right, let's pray right now. And then we're going to uh, break. Uh, well, not exactly break. We're going to receive our offering. And then we will uh, gather again around the Lord's table. But let's pray right now. Father, thank you that in Jesus Christ, you have extended to us the warmest welcome of all that those of that that we who all are sinful we who all have failed to love your glory above all things and have failed to trust you and obey you we who were outsiders and and enemies even lord in jesus you welcomed us you invited us into your family you took us from being outsiders and strangers to being friends and to being children of God. That is amazing. And Lord, I pray if there's anyone here today who has not yet responded to that invitation, that today will be the day for them when they say yes to Jesus and uh, admit their sin and their need for your forgiveness. Lord, as we gather around the Lord's table, Uh, May we remember all that Jesus has done for us. Remember the warm welcome you have extended to us. May we learn more and more how to share that welcome and uh, extend that welcome to others. Thank you, in Jesus' name. Amen.